From Schwartz Media, I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. This week, Scott Morrison finally told the truth about his attempt to invite Hillsong founder Brian Houston to a White House dinner. At the same time, more details have emerged about his officer's involvement in the sports grant scandal. Today, Paul Bongiorno on the bigger questions being asked about trust and the Prime Minister's relationship to the truth. Paul, hello. Hi, Ruby. The week started with Scott Morrison finally answering a question about his relationship with Hillsong founder Brian Houston. Can you tell me what happened? Well, Ruby, this goes back to the Morrison trip to the United States last September. Back then, there was a leaked report, uh, in fact, uh, in one of the Murdoch papers, that he'd invited the Hillsong founder Brian Houston to a White House presidential dinner. But that request had been vetoed by the White House. Paul Bongiorno is a columnist for the Saturday paper. At the time, Morrison dismissed the report as gossip. But far from being gossip, it was true, and it has now been admitted to be true. He's offered himself up for a quick chat this afternoon. He's on the line from Parliament House. Prime Minister, good afternoon. G'day, Ben. Are you worried about all those... The Prime Minister, talking to Ben Fordham on 2GB this week, finally admitted as much. On that occasion, we put forward a number of names. That included Brian, uh, but uh, not everybody whose names were put forward were invited. Um, But the point about this... Fordham pointed out that Houston was and is under New South Wales police investigation for his handling of his late father's paedophilia. Morrison, somewhat incredulously, said that these are not things I follow closely. As it turns out, he was under police investigation, and he still is, according to New South Wales Police. Would it be fair to say you weren't aware of that at the time? No, these when are not you... things I, I, I follow closely. All I know is that they're a very large and a very... Well- but he did note that Brian Houston did turn up at the White House a few months later at the invitation directly of the White House. The Prime Minister explained that in the context of the Hillsong Church having a big network of churches across the United States. And I think it's good to remember here that key allies of the President are, of course, the Christian right in America. So, Paul, why did Scott Morrison admit to this now, six months later? Ah, it's definitely curious, Ruby. Um, One theory around the corridors of Parliament House was maybe someone has a piece of paper and he wanted to preempt further embarrassment. There obviously was a list that was sent to Washington. In fact, uh, Morrison in his chat with Ben Fordham said others on the list were also dropped, although he didn't smell it who or why. Certainly, Ben Fordham asked the question... But it was no different, you know, to the question that Morrison has refused to answer honestly for months. Mm. Scott Morrison also appeared on 7.30 this week where he was questioned about his secrecy on certain issues. How did that go? (laughs) Well, the ABC's Lee Sales um, summed up the Prime Minister's position uh, pretty succinctly in a killer question on that Tuesday night edition of the show. Because when you want to talk about those big issues, your tr- people's trust in you and your credibility are your most important assets. I've outlined two examples there where your ministers have breached public trust. And in both cases, you're saying to voters, there's nothing to see here when there are still unanswered questions. Well, no, that's not what I said, Lee, and, and, and you shouldn't paraphrase me in, in that way. What I said 
is the national order. She cited three instances of secrecy about issues she said on the surface would seem to be no big deal. You won't release the Gaetans report into the sports rorts. Your office tried to conceal when you're on holidays in Hawaii in December. The government cited national security to avoid answering a question under FOI about whether Pastor Brian Houston was invited to a White House dinner, although you've finally admitted this afternoon that he was invited. Why all the secrecy on stuff that on the surface would seem to be not that big a deal? Well, th those things aren't that big a deal that you've talked about, Lee. And but, I'm but always why the focused secrecy, on the, then? Lee, I'm just focused on the, on the things that I took to the Australian people. No, no, I, I know, just want to know why the secrecy. That, You're not answering Lee, what I'm asking. Lee, well, I've, I've just... Morrison didn't quibble. He agreed that they weren't a big deal. However, he admitted that he could have answered the question differently when he denied putting Pastor Brian Houston on the White House guest list. I mean, in relation to one of those matters, I mean, I could have been more candid at the time about it. I wish I was, but frankly, it wasn't a big deal. Paul, is this starting to look like a trend? Well, Ruby, that is a big problem for the Prime Minister. And, of course, if people can't trust the Prime Minister on the small truths, as it were, how can they trust him on the big stuff? We'll be back in a moment. As a a 7am listener, you're already familiar with many of the journalists who work for The Saturday Paper. For a limited time, subscribe to Australia's leading independent news source, The Saturday Paper, and you'll receive The Saturday Paper's stainless steel coffee cup, made in collaboration with Fresco, for free. Subscribe from just $2.10 a week. Simply visit thesaturdaypaper.com.au forward slash offer. As a 7am listener, you value the story behind the headlines. That's why you should read Post, a free daily newsletter bringing you the top five news stories of the day, summarising each of their key points with links to full articles from a range of sources. Get the news you need to your inbox every weekday morning with Post. Sign up at thesaturdaypaper.com.au slash newsletters. Paul, we're talking about accusations that the Prime Minister isn't being transparent on issues affecting him and his government. Tell me about how he was pressed on this in Parliament this week. Ruby, Labor leader Anthony Albanese attempted to censure the Prime Minister in Parliament and only the government's slim majority, it's one on the floor of the House, saved him. Thank you, Mr Speaker. I seek leave to move the following motion, that the House, one, notes that at... Five of the six crossbench, including the three that hold traditional non-Labor seats, in other words, centre-right independents, supported Labor's censure. The Queensland maverick, Bob Catter, wasn't in the chamber to vote. That means if Morrison was in a minority, he would have lost that censure. Mr Speaker, it is very clear that this Prime Minister has misled Parliament the leader over of the opposition and will over again. The Leader of the House Thank now you, has Mr. the Speaker. I move that the member no longer be heard. Question is the Leader of the Opposition... The Senate inquiry into the Community Sport Infrastructure Grant Program, as it's called, revealed explosive new evidence of 136 emails between the Prime Minister's office and the office of Sports Minister Bridget McKenzie. That came out in evidence this week. Now, Morrison has denied any decision-making involvement from his office. Well, that's just no longer credible. The big question here was, well, what else would those emails be about? And whether the Prime Minister's office was in fact deciding which grants were to be awarded and which were to be rejected. You know, the old saying, 
If it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, well, it's got to be a duck. So, Paul, you're saying that Scott Morrison's office had a role in the approval process then? Well, it certainly looks at uh, looks that way, as I was saying, Ruby. Uh, the decisions were made, we now know, from uh, uh, evidence before the inquiry on colour-coded charts of the political stripe of the seat. And we do know that the political stripe of the seat was more important than the meritorious assessment or the assessment on merit made by the Sport Commission. So according to Labor's Tony Burke... This is colour-coded corruption. And it goes right to the Prime the Minister's office. Manager of Opposition Business. Well, that caused the government to move that Burke no longer be heard. It's a device the Leader of the House used to shut down the debate. But, you know, Ruby, it also meant, and some on the government's own backbench acknowledged this, that neither the Leader of the House nor the Prime Minister mounted a sustained, coherent defence almost certainly, because there isn't one. Mm. So will there be further attempts to investigate the sports grant scandal? Well, the Senate inquiry is ongoing and when it next sits, I think in a couple of weeks' time, they're going to call a disgraced sports minister, Bridget McKenzie. She can't evade it because she's a senator. But it's also revealed this week that the planned National Integrity Commission would not investigate something like the sports rort scandal. Attorney General Christian Porter joins us now in our Parliament House studios. Christian Porter, welcome back to Breakfast. Yes, thank you, Frank. Good to be here. Uh, Minister, these laws exist... The Attorney General, Christian Porter, told RN Breakfast neither the police nor integrity commissions investigate things that aren't offences. There hasn't been any suggestion whatsoever that there's been a criminal offence committed or reasonably suspected by anyone with respect to... Now, I can tell you, Ruby, there's been a development late this week, and simply that's not true. And one Victorian sports club that missed out is planning on suing the government based on the dubious legality of the way in which Mackenzie exercised her discretion. The complaint that an integrity commission that we might design wouldn't investigate things that weren't offences is well, it's kind an of a circular argument. It's not, it's not a... Cri- it, it's an integrity. It's, a, it's investigating matters of integrity. That doesn't necessarily mean criminal offences. Well, well, it's just not correct. So integrity commissions or corruption... The point here is that on the planned integrity commission, that integrity commission would be a sham. On that poll, where do you think people are at with trust, both in the government more broadly and in the Prime Minister? Well, the sad thing, Ruby, for our democracy is trusted political leadership is an essential ingredient when we're faced with the sorts of crises buffeting Australia right now and we don't seem to have it. Morrison has gone into overdrive, trying to be seen at the helm of the response to the coronavirus health emergency. Look, but can he be believed when he tells us how world-leading the government's been, only to have doctors warn our emergency departments are already stretched and GPs say they're being left in the dark and under-resourced? There are reports late this week that, in fact, doctors are having to resort to Google to find out uh, what's happening and they can't get access to medical masks. So trust is being tested all over. And Morrison doesn't seem to have a compelling story to tell about why he deserves to now have it. Thanks so much for talking to me today. (sighs) Thanks so much, Ruby. Sorry for being so gloomy.
Mahler's music embodies the very essence of humanity. Experience his epic Song of the Earth with the Australian Chamber Orchestra, Richard Tognetti and internationally acclaimed opera stars Stuart Skelton and Catherine Carby. Opens May 12. Book now at aco.com.au. Also in the news, the federal government has expanded its coronavirus travel ban to include South Korea and added additional screening for travellers from Italy amid fears about the spread of the disease. Prime Minister Scott Morrison has also confirmed that the existing ban on foreign nationals travelling from China and Iran to Australia has been extended for another week. And an ex-WA police officer has been charged with more than 100 sexual offences. He's been accused of drugging and raping women that he met online. The offences date from 2010 up until his resignation in 2018. 7am is a daily show from The Monthly and The Saturday Paper. It's produced by Ruby Schwartz, Atticus Basto and Michelle Macklem. Elle Marsh is our features and field producer in a position supported by the Judith Nielsen Institute for Journalism and Ideas. Brian Compo mixes the show. Our editor is Osman Faruqi. Eric Jensen is our editor-in-chief. Our theme music is by Ned Beckley and Josh Hogan of Envelope Audio. New episodes of 7am are released every weekday morning. Make sure you don't miss out by subscribing on your favourite podcast app. I'm Ruby Jones. Thanks for listening. Monday is a public holiday, but we'll be back on Tuesday with a special series hosted by our editor, Osman Faruqi.